Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. You can find the show online at buildingthefutureshow.com or follow me on Twitter at Building Show. You can also find it on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. I'm excited to announce that I'm now a brand ambassador for the Business Rock Summit in Manchester, England, April 21st and 22nd, where Steve Wozniak is headlining. More details at business-rocks.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Jack Erner, an executive with a name brand global sportswear company. Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show. I, I know we can't really mention the company you work for, which is fine. I, I just want to kind of make sure that, you know, we don't we do not do that through the show. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited and I think what you have to talk about today is, is actually really interesting and fascinating to myself and, and I'm sure to the listener. But kind of before we get into um, that, maybe let's kind of get to know yourself a little bit better and kind of cover uh, where you grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Bakersfield, California, about two hours north of L.A. Sure. Um, uh, known for oil and the Nashville of the West. Okay, interesting. Which, which I try to bring up in any conversation. Hi, man. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, known for uh, Buck Owen, Merle Haggard. Oh. Uh, but uh, so I grew up there. Sure. Um, you know, small town uh, values around family and right. such. Uh, but uh, yeah, I grew up in Bakersfield and then um, went to college um, at a private school in San Diego, Point Loma Nazarene University. Okay. Um, so so yeah, what did so, you take uh, there? So uh, Point Loma is a liberal arts school. Okay. Um, so you do a few years of gen ed. I did everything from um, film for a year to business. Um, uh, actually, it was business. I got bored, did film, um, got bored, <laughs> and then uh, did psychology. Okay. So that's an uh, interesting, yeah, uh, you know, different majors, I guess. Yeah. Well, maybe I shouldn't say bored. I think I just uh, I was learning those. Uh, I was learning that at the root of both of those things, at least for me, it was psychology. Um, uh, okay. Uh, that affects both, and so I figured I would figure that one out first, and it just uh, appealed to me more. So, so yeah, degree in psychology um, after four years of Point Loma, and then uh, and now I'm in Los Angeles. Okay, so did you moved right from San Diego to LA? You didn't go back to Bakersfield, or? Correct. Yeah, I um I got pretty lucky um, with this uh, spot I'm in currently. So, uh, right after college uh picked up and moved to a larger city um and and brought my uh buck owens record with me and and that's where i settled sure so whereabouts in la are you located then now um i've kind of been all over i started out in sherman oaks okay you know that yeah um, Yeah, yeah. area and then and then jumped over to silver lake um for a little while like los feliz right by a dodger stadium sure sure um, and now I'm over to over in Culver City. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, closer to work. Sure. So maybe kind of before we kind of get into um, what we're going to talk about, maybe let's kind of cover what you do at this company and and kind of your like a general kind of role. Sure. Yeah. And and the discretion of the company, you know, it's not a big deal as you know, uh, but it's. Uh, for sake of the conversation, yeah, it's yeah. So, 
Um, but so my role, uh, I've jumped around a little bit in this company. Um, everything from uh, customer service and account management to marketing, uh, product development. Um, uh, and so my role now, actually, after some time in marketing, is uh, back in um, account management, customer service, managing the uh, business and uh, flow of inventory um, while incorporating um, all of those things. Some of the people at our company just call me like the utility player, um, okay. playing quarterback one day, playing lineman one day, um, you know, and to use a sports analogy because sure. of the industry. Sure, fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so currently it's, it's more so account management, um, uh, kind of planning and organizing the, uh, the business strategy, and then on the back end, uh, managing the flow of inventory. Okay, that's that's really cool. So, you you obviously handle a, like a, a huge brand globally. How do you kind of you know get to know a national or, or global market? Is it do you do different things to understand what people do, kind of throughout the states and and the rest of the world, or or how do you manage that? Yeah, um, I mean, on the, uh, you know, national market is, uh, I mean, in, in a very general sense, um, knowing the market is knowing who needs the product you deliver. Okay. Um, so, you know, once you figure that out, um, you brand your product in a way that amplifies it and makes it relevant. Sure. So how would uh, so you figure kinda, that out, I guess? Yeah, so that's kind of where the... Um, uh, say focus groups or or trend research comes into play. Okay. Um, and, and that's a whole spectrum in itself. And that's one of our that's what our marketing team does um, so well is is focus grouping and following trend research. Um, uh, you know, watching trends is as easy as um, watching football games on Sunday and okay, seeing how the players are are uh, wearing their uniform, their cleats, the different color laces they're putting in their cleat, um, to um, using companies that we use, because we don't do all of our trend research on our own, sure. companies like WGSN, um, Crush Republic, um, just to name a few who really help us out. Uh, you know, those are companies that organize and facilitate focus groups in addition to what we do. Um, and they really get to the crux of everything of, um, how do how does a consumer um, how do they view our product? Sure. What do they like about the product? Um, and what's a selling point of the product? Um, okay. And that's that is just one aspect of uh, of the product. I got um, you. Yeah. Okay. So so you literally get to do do you actually sit down on like a Sunday and watch? football or something and just kind of see or do you check it out kind of often or you kind of have other people who do that or well that's that's kind of the the piece that just ruminates in the back of your mind okay um you know uh yeah you have to be up to date on what's going on but uh um so of course you know you watch um damian lillard or um rose or any of those guys and you're and you're watching the game and you see the way they're wearing base layer under their jersey and it's a fashion oh, okay. statement and it's also a useful tool Interesting. Um, but at the same time 
we we watch um we're listening to the kids you know so both coincide you know you're listening to the kid you're you're setting up a focus group um whether it's in brooklyn new york okay. or it's in chicago um or here in los angeles um you know with high schoolers and you're asking them do you wear this why do you wear it um who's wearing it of the professional athletes um that you you know closely watch okay um, interesting and so it's it's all encompassing um it's everything from that little bit of watching on sundays that ruminates in the back of your mind throughout the design process to um uh, the focus groups hearing it from the consumer's mouth um, and then also kind of the scientific uh, knowledge behind it from those forecast channels that I mentioned um, that are you know calculating sales and projections and on a specific product sure so I'm, yeah. I'm curious then you you kind of mentioned like three markets and I get that you know Brooklyn and Chicago and LA are just kind of samples but would you potentially build different products for different cities even within a country, you must. Um, well, we, we definitely, um, yeah. So, um, you know, Brooklyn, New York is different than Austin, Texas. Right? Sure. Um, uh, so, yes. Um, but, uh, you know, frankly, um, the fact of the matter is we're a large brand. And so, um, you know, our product was created out of a need. Um, so where there's a football team, there's a football stock. Um, I got you. And so on the level of business strategy, you know, I, I wasn't there when the company was formed, but I can imagine the big dogs at the time, um, started with a very general, uh, business strategy of, um, sport is popular. Um, we need to make, um, product for that and then, um, brand it in a way that amplifies that athlete, um, and differentiates them from the rest. Sure. Um, so it's so it's taking like any other company, um, finding a need, delivering a product, and branding it in a way that um, makes them want not just a sporting equipment, but uh, your branded necessity. Sure. So how do you kind of go about targeting your different audiences? Um, targeting meaning to sell to. Sure. Yeah. Or. An Located, age range, yeah. I guess. Well, kind of a little bit of both, right? Because I guess like you, you target, you know, different age ranges where you'd sell different things to them or, you know, obviously different sports. Like, is there yeah. any kind of ways you go about targeting different, I guess, well, people? There, there's not a, um, totally, uh, there's not a, I wouldn't say there's a clear science, uh, meaning, uh, you know, 45 to 60 are looking for this or whatever um okay. you know our 15 year olds are only looking for this um there is that and there's not that um and uh we we rely heavily on our our sales trends um, right if sales said x last year they're most likely going to say x this year to a degree sure um and that that little bit of fluctuation that doesn't say x that's where we take our risk and we push the needle so that the previous year um, is saying what well, we took our risk on. Um, so that's in that little bit of, of pushing the needle that comes from um, that trend research that I told you about um, to, to do something new and innovative. Um, and that's where, you know, there's companies out there already who are um, formulating all that data. Um, 
uh, whether they're watching high-end fashion brands um, or they're doing their own focus groups, and then they report that back to the entire industry. Okay. Um, Interesting. So, um, so our, yeah, so our, our targeting, um, you know, it all it comes down to branding. Okay. Um, and how you're branding the product, and then how you're branding the uh, how you're marketing the brand as a whole. Sure. And then obviously you're using different channels to market from kind of TV and billboard and probably radio and online as well, or or do you kind of basically do you target totally. the marketing based on the target audience? You must. Totally. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and I, I'm not in our branded marketing department, so I don't want right. to speak to that, although that is um, a passion of mine given the passion project that we'll get to. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, totally. Uh, but totally, yeah. Um, you know, based on the market and, and that target audience is, is how we brand and, and push forward there. Sure. So you've mentioned trend research a couple of times. Maybe do you want to just so the listener understands like exactly what that is, and then maybe we'll talk about how to go about doing it. So it's really just about, like I said, watching the trends in order okay. to brand our product in an appropriately um, appropriate way that appeals to the audience. So are you um, watching trends online too, like Twitter even trends, or is it a little bit more broad than that? Um, yeah, I mean it can be Twitter. Um, uh, that's that's kind of uh, a very internal piece or, or, a, or a selective piece just that people do individually right. um, on, a, on a larger company scale. Um, like I said, it's really that, um, it's really those third party sources. And, and what we're uh, doing okay. there is we're trying to provide something to the consumer that A, meets their need, um, B, um, you know, amplifies them as an athlete. And that's, um, you know, in a very specific way um, that can be um, using those companies um, that uh, specialize in watching the trends and analyzing both the sales and the market. Um, so, you know, and I mentioned companies like Crush Republic. There are companies out there who will gather focus groups, um, use their tools that they have, um, send them on these missions. Okay. Um, it's actually kind of an incredible tool to us. Sure. Um, so I hope they don't mind them shouting them out, but mm-hmm. they're kind of awesome. They, sure. They'll send, they'll, they'll send these kids, 15-year-olds, out on a mission, um, say, go snap a picture at your local footlocker um, okay. of your favorite shoe. And they'll do that, and they'll send it back to this company, and they'll compile all that information. And it's not just like 10 kids. Um, they're, they're, they're reaching a huge audience, um, and they have incentives of different kinds um, to help these kids or whatever, or, or their moms, or... You know, one piece that we use for, let's say, our underwear is we want to know what moms are buying for okay. men's underwear because most moms go out and they buy um, their son's underwear. You sure. know, when you ask a 16-year-old, what underwear do you buy? He's going to say it just kind of shows up in my closet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fair enough. Um, yeah, it's just kind of there. Um, sure. So we go out and we, we trend, uh, we do focus groups with moms and we gather them up in a Coles and uh, or a JC Penny or something, and we ask them, "Why do you buy that one over that one?" Uh, maybe it's the attractive guy on the cover, sure, or or not. But um, uh, yeah, so that's uh, interesting. And that's that's where the psychology part comes into play for me. Um, you know, at the heart of what we're buying or what we're doing, it's 
all to benefit ourselves um, in a daily way. Um, you know, we want to go for a run. We're going to go look for the best running gear. Um, what's the psychology behind that, um, and how do we help help with that um, sale on that level? Sure. No, I I think it's fascinating. It's it's something that's always kind of fascinated me. Kind of um, like I don't really work. Well, I've, I've worked at marketing agencies in the past, and it's always kind of fascinated me how so many factors go into kind of a, a simple product like socks or underwear, right? And like there's so many yeah. demographics and there's different types of people buying it, and it's, it's, it's actually quite fascinating to me. Well, yeah, it's incredible, and you, you've got to love the product to be in, to be in this business. Um, um, and it's awesome, you know, it's, it's an additive to your lifestyle, um, and uh, yeah, it's incredible. Everything from the the strategy, which involves the focus grouping and the trend research, to the design, um, the development of the product, and then everything to even the packaging. Um, sure. Um, yeah, it's not an easy process, um, and a lot of fun. Sure. So I'm curious then, when you guys do package design, do you guys kind of do you guys do focus groups or? on different package designs or, or how do you decide which package design, you know, actually goes to yeah. market? Absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the focus group goes from the product, the color of the product, all the way to the design and the, of the, of the packaging. And then, um, the color of the packaging, the feel and the texture of the packaging. Um, and that, like I said, it is, you know, again, it's twofold. It's, it's along with your branding. Um, how are you, how do you want to brand your product, um, turn it in from a, a sportswear necessity to a branded necessity, um, and then that goes into your design and your, your development. Um, so, yeah, in the same way, we, we ask, you know, our moms, what do you think of this packaging? Um, you know, and they might say, well, it's too flashy. I would never buy that because it looks expensive. Oh, or, interesting. Um, it's, it's too dull. I would never buy that. Um, it doesn't look durable. Um, okay. So, um, you know, you can imagine there's a whole business strategy behind product A versus product B. Um, uh, you know, um, it's hard to it's hard for us to make a product that's um, not great. Um, uh, but sometimes you, you want to sell it at volume, and so you're building it a certain way. And some product you want to sell it um, as a um, premium item, so you're designing it a different way as far as the packaging. Sure. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the focus group and it's all the same for the packaging as well, and those become um, uh, tough conversations. And and you know, credit to our our uh, packaging department because um, that's some that's a tough science. Sure, like they must they must just have like some some days when you know they do these things that are just they think is awesome, and then you know, you guys do a focus group on them and, you know, the group just kind of tears it apart. I've, I've been there on the kind of creative oh. side. I can imagine just, you know. Totally. That, yeah, that is, that's the nature of the business. Sure. You design one thing that you, that you might even want to wear um, and you take it to, you know, design review and it never sees the light of day. And, <laughs> um, yeah, totally a bummer. But, uh you, you get over that quickly. Sure. So is there like a percentage you maybe on average that you'd say 
of products that actually go to market compared to the ones that never go to market? Like, like say socks, like you, you might do like a hundred sock designs and would there be like one, would there be 50, would there be, you know, 10 that would go to yeah. market on average? Yeah. So, yeah. So every season is different. Okay. Um, uh, you know, and that's like, when I say season, I mean like, uh, a spring, summer edition of the product. That's a season. Okay. Um, so it's every season is different. Once some seasons you might um, only need um, one new product uh, or or color in a specific style. Um, uh, but yeah, it can be um, anywhere from you know um, two colors to get to one color, or or eight colors to get to one color. Okay. Um, you know, and a lot of that rolls over into the next season. Um, but, you know, in order to be ahead of the curve or to push the needle, like we talked about, um, you've got to bring eight um, to get to one or to get to two. Sure. And that means that seven other colors didn't make it, um, but it put, that's a good position to be in. Sure. Um, so, and, and a lot of my job uh, used to be, or, or still is, um, in correlation with um, that development process of, of let's strategize a product and we need X to bring. Um, and so I bring it and then it gets turned down. <laughs> so sure. uh, you just, you just keep swinging. Sure. So but, you, you say like, say you take the eight to one or seven to one or whatever. Um, you basically just do kind of focus groups around those and then they decide or, or kind of what's the process around that? Yeah. Well, um, ultimately, uh, there are people above, me you know our our, sure. our managers and and uh executives who are des- deciding based on their own um uh you know uh, forecasting and sure. analysis maybe it's their account wants something specific um and or somebody else's account wants something specific mm-hmm. i need a bright color you need a black color um, I got you. uh and, and so but before that time um that's my team and we're 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 uh, uh, conducting those focus groups and all that trend research well ahead. So where we once had 12 to get to two, we now have eight because the focus groups all consistently said that pattern, that design is out. I don't like it. Okay. Um, so we make, we make those cuts on our own and then we bring to the table a few um, and that we think is in relation to, uh, you know, what our accounts will need. Um, uh, and then, and then we go ahead and decide there. Um, so, you know, and, and that's a whole different relationship with the account is, is uh, you know, every account thinks they know it's best. Um, sure. And they may, but we, we think we know it's best because we've done the focus group. Right. Um, and so so that's, a, that's a different relationship and a successful business um, can manage that well, you know. And, and um, if you're not able to relay what the consumer is saying to your account, well, then that's probably just on us. Um, sure. Uh, so so the, it's a... So it goes every, you know, it's, it's, it starts with the consumer, and that's one thing we pride ourselves on. Um, and that's one thing that I, I love about my job is starting with the consumer. Um, and then it goes all the way up to the big guys, um, and, and we present them with a few options. Um, and so, uh, you know, whereas in voting, your vote, you feel like sometimes your vote doesn't matter, um, <laughs> to use one analogy. Um, but, but, uh, but here, yeah, we, we definitely start with the, con- the consumer. It's very person-centric um, in all of our products. Okay. So when you say so. account, do you mean 
you guys have kind of like clients or is it kind of internal account people just based on their experience say, I think this this product will sell better than, you know, sorry, like this color will sell better than, you know, this color or is it a bit of both? Yeah, well, well, we have people presenting to um, accounts, meaning the, the retailers um, who are selling our product, you know, they're mm. buying it from us first. Uh, sure. So, so we have people internally who are presenting that product with them and, and yeah, um, those people are, you know, it's typically based on experience. Okay. Um, uh, you know, they know what sells for their, their, you know, a, uh, just to say big names, you know, like a JC Penny and a Kohl's is very different than a, um, premium sporting goods store. Sure. Um, you know, family stores versus premium sporting goods. And so product is designed differently and those account people know the need of that, um, of that account. No, that makes, so, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I'm curious, obviously this is your, your, your day job and kind of what fascinated about me or about you with me was the fact that, you know, you're, you're working this job and you're obviously at a big organization and you guys are doing some cool stuff and, and, you know, it sounds like you, you, you enjoy what you're doing, but you're also kind of doing a startup um, in the evening. And, and it's always like I, I do the same thing. And I, I love kind of talking to people that are kind of, you know, working full time and still kind of doing a startup in the evening. So do you maybe want to cover um, what you're kind of building and what you're doing in the evening right now? Totally. Um, yeah, that's twofold of why I'm here. Um, but I, uh, so I had this idea about three years ago, um, and it's just kind of lingered. Um, it was something that was cool, thought was neat. Um, and then, you know, like anything else, it stays, you know, anything you think is, is cool stays in the back of your mind. And, and one day you start thinking, well, gee, I need to exhaust this idea um, and either make it a reality or squash it. And so, um, so what I've been doing for the last, um, about a year, um, you know, you leave work at about four or five and go home and work on this project till midnight. Um, and it's a, it's a lifestyle brand, social media company to put it, um, in a simple form, sure. um, where it's, uh, where I'm building a social media app, um, intended to share different perspectives, experiences, um, you know, life, um, milestones of our users, uh, in order to encourage, uh, sort of a more mindful lifestyle, which is something that's always been in my life, whether it was studying psychology or my upbringing, um, and really where my, my passion lies is, is um, uh, and uh, in given today's, you know, world of social media, um, uh, seems to be relevant as well. And so the, the two together, um, it was like, wow, it's about time I, I get going on this idea. Um, so it's a social media tool um, uh, slash lifestyle brand, hopefully. <laughs> okay, so um, I, I know you're still kind of in, in building this, but when do you think this thing's going to launch? Uh, so hoping 2016, like okay. uh, mid to end uh, fall time 2016. Sure. Um, is our hopeful launch date. Um, and, you know, it's, it's very cowboy style right now, if you will. Yeah. Um, it, it's me figuring it out on my own every night after work um, in the early stage, 
to now you feel like you know everything there is to know about the inner workings of building a startup, um, everything there is to know. I say that very lightly. Sure. Um, <laughs> um, you know, um, so it's, you know, we're, we're both building the app um, while um, still getting legal trademark on our, on our brand name. Sure. Um, you know, it, it's, um, you might say you shouldn't do one without the other, but it's like, um, yeah, I agree, but just kind of going for it. So um, we're hoping 2016, um, sure. uh, like fall. Okay, okay. So, yeah, uh, is it just you, or do you have a co-founder, or do you have people kind of contracted to work with you, or, or kind of what's the team situation? Yeah, well, we should be clear about the word we when I okay. say we. Okay. When I say we, I mean me, myself, and I. I got you. That's good, though. <laughs> no, I, I, I like it, right? I, I think it's it's interesting that, you know, you're – I think this is kind of what it's all about, right, is you basically – you're working full-time, and then you're you're doing this kind of side project, which I think is is interesting. And yeah, it takes time, and you might have to do things in an order that you know maybe people frown upon. But mm-hmm. it, it's you got to do what you got to do to uh, move forward. Right, right. And you know, I learned something early in my small career so far. Um, you know, B plus work, A minus work was once okay, um, but. I think you agree. It's just not okay anymore. It's you can only do a plus work to be um, successful or to have a great brand, and so that means doing it the hard way um, so that it's done right the first time, which mm-hmm. means it's taking a little longer. And, um, and uh, you know, and X, Y, and Z. You know, it's, it's um, so. You know, I have I have um, some mentors in the field. That, okay are mentoring me who, who have their own successful startups, who have their own app already in the market, um, who are successful in that um, industry, meaning they've created an app, they've developed it, they, they have a successful business. And so I, I definitely have mentors on, on that end. Um, so, so it's not totally um, just uh, from, the, from the garage. Sure. So, no, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think having a mentor is, is super important. Or, or many mentors, and, and you're right, like there's no better advice from people that have been there already. So I'm curious though, are you kind of doing all the design and all the des- development yourself then? Uh, no, uh, totally not. I'm not, okay. a, I'm not a tech, I'm not a design guy. Okay. Um, I, I've done everything my own from um, realizing I couldn't go on a family vacation because I needed to save money to buy the software to build a wireframe application. I got you. Um, so it's everything from teaching myself, you know, wireframe apps um, and website build, um, but not the uh, not the internal, uh, you know, user design, user interface. Um, uh, so you know, right now we we don't even have a I wouldn't say a, a using app to send into the market because um, you know it just doesn't calculate real data. Um, it's just a wireframe app that, okay. uh, which you know, yeah. Interesting. So, so, so yeah. As far as as far as the design, um, if someone's out there and, and likes, you know, uh, the idea, up on board. <laughs> um, yeah, but. Uh, no, it's been everything from marketing strategy, business strategy, what's our concept, um, what are we trying to um, 
fix or what, what need are we trying to provide um, to what's it going to look like, um, what's it going to feel like, and who do I want to use it. Um, and, and all that has been sealed and, and signed, and, and we are just beginning um, the building process. Okay, so just kind of going back to what you do in your kind of day job, so are you building, are you basically, did you found a target audience and did you do any focus groups? Or are you going to kind of hold off on that until you have more of a, a product to show or, or kind of what stage are you at with, with any of the user research stuff? Um, well, um, my, the passion project is, is, I'll be honest with you, is way less scientific okay. um, than the day job. Um, uh, that being because when you're when you're the founder of your own company and you convince yourself it's going to one day be successful, mm-hmm. um, you, you, you're doing things based on what you think is right and appropriate. Sure. Um, and and so that's the from the onset that's the mentality. You know, I know this is right because I've watched the market in social media. I, I've watched Twitter. I've watched Instagram. I've watched Snapchat. I've watched them all. And they're not bad. Um, they just are what they are. And so because of that, um, based on my study in psychology and this and that, I believe that X has a place to, my company has a place to live okay. in this world of social media. Um, so it's, it's uh, you know, and as a founder, um, you kind of got to, uh, you know, listen to your gut and believe that you know what you're talking about with those, you know, after you've done that, that sort of research. Um, so, so yeah, it's totally <laughs> scientific. It's kind of scary, um, uh, but at the same time, you know, I think anybody uh, with any founder would tell you, um, I believed in my product, and so I just went and did it. And 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 when I need to change, I'm going to change it. When I when I think something is right and it sticks, I'm going to hit it um, hard. You know. Sure. Um, and and so, like I say, very cowboy style. No, I, I think that's awesome. That's good, man. So I'm kind of curious, like, can you maybe share a little bit of an experience of kind of, you know, working full time and, and building a startup at night? Kind of pros, cons? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, um, it's, it's tough, it, um, especially being 25 years old. Uh, Not having a social life, it, maybe, <laughs> or it's or it's suffering a little. Yeah, nail on the head. You know, you don't really have time for everything. You know, work, passion, your passion, your hobbies, uh, which your passion turns into your hobby, your family, your friends. Um, uh, yeah, it's tough. You learn quickly that you have to cut out all the fat in your mm-hmm. life. Um, you know, going out five nights a week just turns into one night um, during the weekend, the weekday. So you have the full weekend to work on your project. <laughs> sure. Um, or, you know, like I said, you can't, you can no longer go on that um, five day summer vacation with your family out of state. It just turned into a, um, you know, weekend vacation at your buddy's house. Sure. <laughs> um, but it's great because, um, you know, I don't plan to retire. Um, and that might sound crazy at 25, but. Um, that's how I feel now. Um, you know, so by working all the time, I'm having fun doing what I'm doing. You know, I come home at five o'clock and I eat dinner, uh, might watch a little football when it's on sure. and, and get, get straight to the computer and start working, whether it's research or it's designing the wireframe or building the pitch deck or, or whatever. 
um, because why not? You sure. Know? Um, I can only take in so much trend research before I spit something out um, that's my own. Right, uh, right. You know, and uh, yeah, I, I I can't remember who, but um, I was listening to a to a vlogger, and I think it was a vlogger, maybe it was a documentary, um, where a guy was talking about this creation hierarchy where you can create something that's good and reaches few people, and it's easy to create, uh, or mediocre, um, uh, or not mediocre, but it's a little better than good, um, and, it, and it reaches more people, and it's a little tougher to create, or you can create tools that allow people to create things, and that's very difficult to create. Um, and so, uh, you know, we can just keep looking at our phones every day, um, or we can participate um, and build something. Sure. And if it's done appropriately, um, maybe somebody's going to use it. So, um, you know, so that's my, that's what pushes me as far as passion and drive. Um, you know, and then I always remind myself and fall back on, um, why I'm doing it, you know, and for me, I, I want to create a tool that helps people have a more mindful lifestyle, um, where they're, they're coming to our tool to seek something specifically, um, more so than coming to view something they're coming to 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 learn and then to react okay Um, interesting and um so uh for me it's very much a a lifestyle tool that that i'm trying to build and create um so you know uh which is a huge passion of mine um so when you go home on the weekends and you're tired and um you just got to keep just keep swinging um uh, you know so hopefully five years down the road um i'll be able to not have to work on the weekends, or maybe I'll want to, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. You have the option though. And then, right. Yeah, that's it. I have the option. Exactly. Fair enough. So So, you mentioned a pitch deck. Are are you looking to raise money at some point for this thing? Are you going to self fund or, or you don't really know yet? Yeah, no, definitely not self fund. That would take a while. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah. So we, uh, I, I have some mentors who are in, um, investment banking, and they, they've kind of advised me on how to structure a, um, a pitch okay. and, and, and uh, ask for funding. Um, so that's really where I am, taking um, interviews and taking um, pitch meetings. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, to put it out there and, and ask for some help. Sure. Um, uh, you know, and ideally I'd, I'd love to ask for, you know, it's, it's kind of a selfish um ask on my part um where i'm looking for somebody to help to get involved as well um you know and some people want to do that and some don't um uh, but because i don't know all the ins and outs um you know I, I you can only learn so much through the internet or through your friends um uh so so it's kind of been a, a two-way road where uh, i'm looking for someone being very picky looking for someone who who wants to be on board full time and, and help out with it. Uh, but yeah, very much looking for funding. Okay. So <laughs> how have you, you've pitched a bunch before or have you pitched anybody yet? Or are you still kind of working on a pitch deck? Um, totally still working on a pitch deck. Okay. Um, uh, I, I mean, well, the, the deck is finished and everything is available. Um, but it's just been a ma- matter of finding the right people. Sure. Um, and haven't found the right people to pitch it to. Okay. Um, uh, you know, so everything is kind of, which, which seems to be the, uh, um, the bump in the road at this point. I mean, you finish one thing in any company, 
and there's an, there's another hurdle. Um, so you just got to keep checking them off the list. And this is the next one. Um, and it, it seems to be a rather large hurdle, obviously. Sure. Uh, you know, we haven't even, um, you know, all the work I've done thus far really hasn't even started the company. Um, okay, interesting. And, until we build something. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's out there and, and um, we're ready. And like I say, when I say we, I mean, I'm ready. <laughs> no, no, I, I think it's good. It, it's interesting to kind of, like, I, I know when we originally talked, you were a little hesitant to kind of be on the show so early on, but I think that's kind of why I wanted to have you on the show is because you're kind of talking about the beginning stages of starting something and in the evening and, you know, the more and more people that I kind of interview on the show, especially that have a little bit of financial backgrounds, they, they basically say you should be doing exactly what you're doing because trying to just quit your day job and trying to be the next Instagram, well, don't get me wrong, it can happen, but it's also, you could also win the lottery, right? And the odds are probably about mm -hmm. the same, right? And so mm -hmm. I, I think you're taking a really smart approach to it. And, you know, I, I'm kind of curious, even just out of my own curiosity now, and we can have an offline conversation about exactly what you're looking to build because, you know, even myself, I'm looking for kind of new projects all the time that I could do design work on or whatnot, or re even review your flow if, mm -hmm. if you want my feedback on that stuff, because it's kind of what I do for a living. So, you know, I'd even have a look at it, right? And just see, yeah. see, you know, if you want my opinion and whatnot. And I think that's kind of how, how I, like I want this show is, that hopefully, you know, whether I can help you or you being on the show, somebody can help you or, you know, or in a few months I meet somebody and be like, oh, you know, you should talk to Jack. Like I, I've never, mm -hmm. you never know where this is going to lead. Right. And I think that's totally. super important. Yeah. Well, um, totally. Um, I agree with, with everything you said. Um, I hear you. Uh, you know, and I think um, part of the reason I wanted to be on the show, you know, when I shared concern about, um, you know, we are early, um, like very early, you know, and I don't know if it's appropriate for me to be on your show, um, yada, yada. But at the same time, um, uh, it, it's been tough. And so you kind of want people to understand, look, I'm, I'm, you, you got to pull yourself up on by the bootstraps and just get to work. And so that's what I've been doing. And so any exposure to meet people or, or, uh, you know, connect with somebody over Twitter or say, Hey, or, read my book even not here's money but read my book on building a startup um is more than welcomed and so that's really the the goal for me out of all of this um but then yeah I, I would love to to show it around and, and share more on the idea on a more personal note sure uh, that'd be awesome sure man super cool yeah well sadly jack we're out of time and uh you know, so maybe we let's close the show with kind of uh, promoting where people can find you online and, you know, any social media or whatever you want to promote. Yeah. Um, well, if you like what you hear, um, you can go to my Twitter or um, I'm on Instagram, but I don't post a lot. And I'm on Twitter, but I don't post too much. It's really just uh, retweeting Forbes and TechCrunch and sure. Fast Company. Um, but uh uh, yeah, you can find me at Jack Erner um, okay. on all of those. Um, and then also, um, Our Brand is Jack, www.ourbrandisjack. Um, uh, go there, and um, you can check it out. We're under construction, but uh, maybe if you check for updates or you follow me on Twitter, 
um, uh, something will show up one day. Perfect, man. Well, uh, thanks again for taking the time out of your day to do this, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you soon and keeping in touch. It's been awesome. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. Perfect. All right, man. We'll talk soon. All right, pal. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can visit past shows at buildingthefutureshow.com. If you're going to the Startup Expo on February 16th and 17th in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and want to record an episode, please contact me. The music for the show is by Electric Mantra. Check them out at electricmantra.com. Until next time, keep building the future.